Welcome to the Mindful Divine Podcast with your host, Shayna Bianchi. As a certified Reiki energy worker, a hypnosis therapist, author, and motivational speaker, I like to consider myself a mindful healer. I designed this podcast to give you a method to manifesting in order to transform your life and welcome the things you not only want, but deserve. Whether you're into alternative wellness or simply want to learn to be more mindful in your daily routine, I will equip you with tools, practices, and spiritual wisdom to align with your dream life. I'm here to remind you that there is more light within and the power to beginning your inner journey starts right now. At some point, most of us have wondered, what is my life's purpose? Why was I born? And what did I come here to do? These timeless questions come from the depths of our true self, which takes us beyond the world of appearances to discover our inner divinity. Gary Zukav, one of my favorite spiritual mentors and author of The Seed of the Soul, says when we align our thoughts, emotions, and actions with the highest part of ourselves, we are filled with enthusiasm, purpose, and meaning. Life is rich and full. We have no thoughts of bitterness. We have no memory of fear. We are joyously and intimately engaged with our world. This is the experience of authentic power. When the personality comes to fully serve the energy of its soul, that is authentic empowerment. A sense of life purpose and authentic empowerment promotes physical, mental, and spiritual health. Purpose is a fundamental part of what makes us who we are, and it's been proven that people who seek meaning beyond themselves are healthier, happier, and live longer. So it's vital to our well-being that we maintain a strong sense of purpose. I believe each of us manifests in physical body form to fulfill a unique purpose, or dharma, and it's up to us to find out what that purpose is. Only then can we experience complete fulfillment and spiritual enlightenment. Everyone has a purpose in life, a unique talent, and when we blend this unique talent with service to others, we experience the bliss of our own spirit, which is the ultimate goal, right? Who doesn't want to live in flow with their life's alignment? Personally, I'm on my journey to align with my purpose, and I want to help you do the same in order to instill balance and meaning into your own life every single day. I also quickly want to say, wow, thank you so much for listening to the show, posting about it on social and reviewing it on iTunes. A recent five-star review said this podcast is exactly what I didn't know I needed. Thanks, Shana, for sharing this epic take on mindfulness. Can't wait for the rest of the season. Thank you so much for writing in. I can't wait to share the rest of the season with you guys. The goal of this show is to help you live more mindfully and see the world through a new, more conscious lens. If you're liking the show, pause the episode right now and leave a super quick review. It really means so much to me, and I think it helps to build our spiritual community through reviewing and group share and commenting. And of course, as always, don't forget to stay mindful and divine. This episode highlights various ways for you to unlock and understand your purpose so you can start to live and move with awareness. 
I'll outline specific tools and techniques for you to workshop your own purpose statement, giving you meaning each and every day. We'll learn how to live in the harmonious flow of Dharma, where the entire field of pure potentiality opens to you to create as much happiness and wealth as you want because you're aligned with the unlimited source of all manifestation. And we'll touch on Ikigai, an ancient Japanese practice that combines joy, purpose, meaning, and well-being. By tuning in and listening today, you will come out feeling that your life is truly valuable and that you too can unlock your divine purpose within. So passion and purpose get confused a lot. And I'd like to talk about both of them, define each, and then guide you to determine what your purpose may be. Purpose is your unique gift and how that gift can help serve others, the world, and your community. Passion is what you enjoy doing. A good example is this. A yoga instructor wouldn't say, my purpose is to teach yoga. Instead, they would say, my purpose is building community through mindfulness, movement, and awareness of the body and spirit through activity. An instructor's passion would be to do yoga, yes, but their purpose is part of the bigger equation of what they do and why they do it. I mentioned in my last episode on the constructs and illusions of time to think of your output and how it makes you feel to work when you're producing it. For example, don't think about how happy it would make you to publish a blog. Ask yourself if you really enjoy writing. Don't think about how proud you would be to run a marathon. Question whether you like running. Don't think about how attending a protest would look on social media. Ask yourself if you're really passionate about the cause. Some people get intimidated by the question, what is your purpose? It can be a lot to swallow, and the thought of it can force us to turn our backs on even attempting to try to answer or figure it out. Recently, I was talking to my friend S, and she said that she gets confused with passion and purpose too, and that it's almost too overwhelming for her to grasp. She said it feels so immeasurable to even think of that it's sometimes just easier not to. S said that she personally feels like there's a shame that comes with not knowing your purpose. To her, it's so commendable when people find their purpose and feel like they're happy and on the right track. And until she or we know that right track, it feels insurmountably difficult to achieve and determine. It feels like this big, huge thing that you have to find before you die, like you have to discover it. I'm so grateful to hear S's perspective on the matter because a lot of you can probably really relate to this overwhelming feeling of the word purpose. The dictionary defines purpose as an object or result aimed at intention. What does this suggest? A purpose can be as simple as your intention or resolution. So a life purpose is really nothing more or less than your intention to live life in a certain way. A life purpose is realized through intention by getting to know your authentic self, exploring your gifts or natural talents and passions, and choosing the best possible expression to share them with the world. Finding your purpose is a misleading concept because it's not something we have to go out and get, but rather something we need to turn within and unlock. I'm going to say that again because it's a biggie. Finding your purpose is a misleading concept because it's not something we have to go out and get, but rather something we need to turn within and unlock. We've already got it, even if we haven't clarified it yet. How do we unlock it? By looking in the most essential places, our gifts, passions, and values. 
why would we be given or predetermined, depending on your beliefs, a life purpose that doesn't match the authentic essence of who we are? Our purpose will always be something that we feel we are naturally good at and enjoy doing, we feel passionate and care deeply about, and we feel fits our values and ways we prefer to operate in the world. Our life purpose will always express our gifts, passions, and values, no exceptions. Hopefully that'll help inspire a little sigh of relief for you when thinking about this topic. I've heard of another formula that can help. Maybe the word purpose doesn't fit right with you. If this sounds like you, instead try using the word calling. A good formula for my science data formula listeners out there is this, G plus P plus V equals C. That's gifts plus passion plus values equals calling. Try jotting that formula down and see if you arrive at your calling or purpose. If you ask enough people, you'll probably find that there are two basic schools of thought regarding life purpose. One, those who believe that a life purpose is something that we're born with. It is planted in our souls before we're born, and we must embody or achieve it. It's our embedded destiny, so to speak, and we have no choice in the matter. And two, those who believe that fate and destiny don't exist, and that we have the power or free will to choose our life purpose and do what we choose with our lives. Which group do you belong to, destiny or choice? There's no easy or perfect answer to this question. So if you're still not sure, I'd like to propose a workable compromise for you. What if a life purpose is something that you're born with, but you also have full control over how and when you achieve it? What if, with a little reflection and choice, you could move naturally and easily toward your life purpose without feeling like you have to do specific things? You might be surprised to discover that unlocking your life purpose can be an enjoyable process. It's the kind of choice that changes everything from emptiness to fulfillment, from boredom to passion. Humans were created for choice. Choice is the power and purpose, and you must choose to unlock your purpose to uncover it. I also thought it would be interesting to look at how purpose has manifested through different generations. So I asked a few people I know about their perspective on purpose as an indicator of how we accept or reject the concept. When asking A, a friend in her early 30s, she said she used to think of purpose solely as her career and side hustle, money and ego-driving forces. She realizes now through self-work and her own spiritual journey that purpose is something much deeper, much more universal and meaningful than a job or a self-affirming global contribution. While Elle, a woman in her mid-50s, said to her purpose is creating a general flow and balance within one's mind, body, and whole circumference of life, while growing and getting older. M, who is in her 80s, said that she doesn't see finding one's purpose as a challenge, but instead as an opportunity. Having lived 80 years of experiencing emotions, stumbling blocks, steep hills, disappointments, victories, and accomplishing various goals has given her the opportunity to have total empathy for others. She mentioned the phrase, walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, and jokingly said that she's literally worn other moccasins around the world and walked farther than a mile, but she said having empathy for others is the opportunity to heal ourselves, serve others, and love unconditionally in our own unique way. M said surrendering to God's plan or the universe's plan, however you identify, of wanting her to grow and learn and serve herself and others is her purpose, but she does have to remind herself to align every day. It's become part of her daily practice and ritual. 
My husband, a man in his mid-30s, said that passion and purpose to him feel really similar, though the crossover of the two is hard to decipher and he often fuels his passions and defines them as his purpose, sometimes feeling unclear of what a true purpose really is. I think a lot of people feel that way, unclear of what purpose actually means. We all have a different goal and meaning for our purpose, but I think we can all agree it's an important topic to align ourselves with and delve into. In the following segment, I'll outline various ways for you to unlock and understand your purpose so you can start to move with flowing awareness. Welcome to Method to Manifesting 101, a guidance segment providing you with specific tools and spiritual hacks to put mindfulness and manifestation into practice. When you live in the harmonious flow of Dharma, the entire field of pure potentiality opens to you. You're able to create as much happiness and wealth as you want because you are aligned with the domain of spirit, the unlimited source of all manifestation. You can journal using the following questions. What drives me? What service am I contributing to the world? Am I following my inner guidance or moving through society unaware of the signs from source, my spirit guides, or my intuition? Am I cultivating gratitude and altruism each day? Once you outline the answers to these questions, you can create your life dharma or purpose statement. The law of dharma lays out the three steps needed to align with spirit and fulfill your life's purpose with effortless ease. The first step is the decision to seek your higher self. You come into this world to discover for yourself that your essential nature is spiritual. Inside each of us is a god or goddess in embryo waiting to be born and express our divinity. The second step of the law of Dharma is finding your unique talent or gift. The law says that there's at least one thing that you can do that is a unique talent or gift. When you're completely absorbed in expressing your talent, time seems to stand still. You love what you're doing, and you enter that blissful state of timeless awareness. To take the third step of the law of Dharma, ask yourself the questions, how can I use my unique talent to serve humanity? How can I help others? Answer that question and then put it into practice. When your creative expression helps your fellow human beings, you're making full use of the law of Dharma and experience perfect alignment with the infinite field of intelligence. When you put the law of Dharma into action, you no longer struggle or worry and instead begin to experience your life as an ecstatic expression of divinity. One of the topics I want to pause on, especially right now, is altruism or the selfless concern for the well-being of others. The breaking down of systems and the reopening of past trauma that's been prevalent in our world for so long is an important construct of how we can build a new bright world together. We must learn not to judge, but embrace, selflessly help, and serve the greater good for all of mankind today and forever in our life's future. Certain emotions and behaviors that promote health and well-being can also foster a sense of purpose, especially gratitude and altruism. Several studies conducted by the Greater Good Science Center have shown that the experience of gratitude makes us feel connected to something larger than ourselves and so can provide the emotional foundation for a sense of purpose. Of course, gratitude all by itself won't give you purpose in life. It's not enough just to feel like you're a small part of something big. You also need to feel driven to make a positive impact on the world. That's where helping others with a servant's heart and true generosity comes into play. 
It may seem counterintuitive to foster purpose by cultivating a grateful mindset, but it works, writes psychologist Kendall Bronk, a leading expert on purpose. As research by William Damon, Robert Emmons, and others have found children and adults who are able to count their blessings and lead with gratitude are much more likely to try to contribute to the world beyond themselves. This is probably because if we can see how others make our world a better place, we'll also be motivated to give something back. Here we arrive at altruism. There's little question that helping others is associated with a meaningful, purposeful life. In one study, Daryl Van Tongeren found that people who engage in more altruistic behaviors like volunteering or donating time or goods or money tend to have a greater sense of purpose in their lives. While outlining my own purpose statement and identifying some key drivers in my life, I focused on what I love to do, how I can help others, and also what comes naturally for me. I know I like fostering community and togetherness, communicating and interacting with people and teaching others. I like to talk with people about real, deep, and meaningful topics. I like to cultivate impactful moments in beautiful, well-appointed spaces, and I love understanding how different cultures and rituals can help elevate awareness and spiritual mindfulness. From that, my purpose then becomes to empower and inspire the collective consciousness to move through their lives more meaningfully and mindfully through thoughtful connections, experiences, and contributions to elevate themselves and the universe. I want to contribute to unlock the beauty in nature codes and curated experiences and allow myself and others to strive for enlightenment and a deeper sense of purpose. Now, I know I'm a little hippie woo-woo, so my statement might feel both long or not connected to you. Another example of somebody else's purpose statement would be inspiring and empowering people to become the best version of themselves while contributing love and joy to the world or to discover and apply scientific truths and apply knowledge to preserve the structure of biology, or even something like to organize and plan experiences for the community to help bring order to chaos. There's no right or wrong to unlocking your purpose, and the statement will help you align with your inner self. If writing this feels intimidating or unapproachable to you, I linked a list from higherawareness.com in the episode notes which outlines a ton of different purpose statements for you to plug and play with to determine your own personal statement that resonates with you. Once you land on your statement, I recommend reading it one to three times a day. An ancient Vedic sage described a natural unfolding of his own purpose in these beautiful words. I am the immeasurable potential of all that was, is, and will be, and my desires are like seeds left in the ground, They wait for the right season and then spontaneously manifest into beautiful flowers and mighty trees, into enchanted gardens and majestic forests. That's true. Your potential and purpose is within you like the seeds of a forest waiting to be watered and bloom and grow. So go on, grow your forest and garden of purpose. It's important to look to various stories and ancient rituals of years past. This is a segment called Ancient Ancestors and will help us learn from cultures, myths, and those who came before us. Many seem to believe that purpose solely arises from your spiritual gifts and sets you apart from other people, but that's only part of the truth. It also grows from our connection to others, which is why a sense of missing purpose is often a symptom of isolation. Once you find your path, you'll almost certainly find others traveling along with you and hoping to reach the same destination. 
a community. Another outlook on purpose is an ancient Japanese concept of finding your purpose, something called ikigai, which was first introduced to me a few years back by Jay Shetty, a former monk, a wildly talented motivational speaker and content creator, and host of one of my favorite podcasts, On Purpose, which I'll link in the episode notes. So the origin of the word ikigai goes back to the Heian period, approximately 794 to 1185, and ikigai is a Japanese word that translates to a reason for being. It's the combination of iki, meaning life, and gai, or kai, meaning the realization of hope and expectations. Ikigai combines the joy from doing something with a sense of purpose, meaning, and well-being. It's feeling that your life is valuable, that you have an impact. It's not linked to your status in society or the money that you earn. That, my friend, is your ego talking, and we'll get into that topic in another episode. Guy is the key to finding your purpose or value in life. The best way to really encapsulate the overarching ideology of Ikigai is by looking at the Ikigai Venn diagram, which displays the overlapping of four main qualities, what you're good at, what the world needs, what you can be paid for, and of course, what you love. Boiling it down to its most basic theory, it's within the crossover of these points where Ikigai stands. So why is this important? In September of 2017, a popular Japanese TV program partnered with a group of scientists to conduct research in the small town of Kyotongo in Kyoto, a place which prides itself on having a population that has three times more residents over the age of 100 compared to the average of the rest of the country. The program wanted to know what commonalities these elderly, happy people had in their daily lives. And so followed seven people in their late 90s and early 100s around from morning till dawn doing blood tests and all these other health checkups. What they found interesting was that all seven people had exceptionally high figures of DHEA, a steroid hormone secreted by the adrenal glands that many believe to be the miracle longevity hormone. Interestingly enough, as the program followed these men and women around, they found one single thing they all had in common, a hobby or ritual they practice every day that they were really into that gave them a sense of purpose. One woman in her late 90s was seen spending a few hours every day carving Japanese traditional masks. Another man painted, while another went fishing daily. The program suggested that having this one thing that keeps you interested, focus, and gives you a sense of satisfaction and purpose in life may boost your DHEA hormone, thus leading to a longer and happier life. How do you live a longer, happier life and find your ikigai, you may ask? Well, I'll tell you. Start by drawing four big circles that touch each other, two across and two down, and then draw a circle in the middle of those. You'll see where the circles cross over, making it a Venn diagram. I'll share the Venn diagram visual on social and in the notes, but I'll also outline the identifiers here. And if you're all like, Shayna, I'm listening and doing something else. I don't have time to draw these circles. No worries. You can come back to it later. Just listen through for now. First, think about these four main categories, which is each of the main four circles. One, what do you love to do that brings you joy? What did you love doing or thinking about when you were a child? What activities do you do in your spare time now that make you happy? Two, what are you good at? What are your skills and strengths? Sometimes that can be hard to identify, and I get that. Think about what people ask you to help with. Three, 
What is something you think the world needs? What or who inspires you? What makes you angry or frustrated in the world or your community? Four, what can you be paid for? What product or service could you sell? What job could you do? Okay, then there's the overlap. What you love and what you're good at becomes your passion. What you love and what the world needs becomes your mission. What the world needs and what you can be paid for becomes your vocation, your cause, goal, or belief. And what you can be paid for and what you're good at becomes your professional career. In the middle becomes your ikigai, or your meaning for life with all of these things combined. Ikigai also takes three other factors into account, like mind, body, and relationships, which I'll just quickly touch on. Mind. One, live according to ichiko ichie, meaning that every moment only happens once. Two, cherish wabi-sabi, life's imperfect moments. And three, do something you love every day when you wake up. Body. One, Adhere to harahachibu. Only eat until you're about 80% full. Two, diversify your diet with at least seven different types of fruits and vegetables per day. And three, find creative ways to exercise and get active every day. Relationships. One, tell those you love why you're grateful for them regularly. Two, stay optimistic and assume others' best intentions. And three, practice kodawari, taking pride in the small details of life. Feel free to message me on Instagram if this is something that you want to learn more about, and I can do a deeper dive into ikigai and the Japanese principles of life. Welcome to Mindful and Metaphysical, a segment where we will delve into a wild theory, concept, scientific breakthrough, or idea that will help you see the world and our reality through a different lens. So you've all heard of personality tests, and you may even be familiar with a few of them, but today I want to touch on the Enneagram test. Many people find that understanding personality types help them navigate life with a greater ease and can help lead to uncovering their truest purpose. As a sophisticated and powerful ancient system for self-understanding and personal development, the Enneagram is used worldwide as an effective tool in spirituality, psychology, and business. The Enneagram reveals that all people belong to one of nine major personality types. Fun fact, Ennea means nine in Greek, which makes sense because in this methodology of thought, there are nine personality types. The purpose of the Enneagram is not to put you in a box, but to help you identify both the strengths and the limitations of yourself to give you guidance to develop more capacity beyond it. And of course, it's a tool for understanding others too. Think about it like a personality love language. The Enneagram is a useful guide on your journey toward self-development, relationship building, conflict resolution, and the improvement of group dynamics. According to the Enneagram Institute, here are the nine types and their descriptions. One, the reformer, the rational idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Two, the helper, the caring interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. Three, the achiever, the success-oriented pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Four, the individualist, the sensitive, withdrawn type, 
expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Five, the investigator, the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Six, the loyalist, the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Seven, the enthusiast, the busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. Eight, the challenger, the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And nine, the peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. I know you may be like, do we really need another personality test? But the answer is yep. When determining your purpose, it's important to mindfully align with your personality and traits to better unlock and uncover your calling. Millennial Grind has a great free Enneagram test, and I'll link it in the episode notes. It legit takes three minutes. I found out I am a type one, also known as the reformer. The descriptor says type ones are conscious and ethical with a strong sense of right and wrong. They are teachers, crusaders, and advocates for change, always striving to improve things, but afraid of making a mistake. Well-organized, orderly, and fastidious, they try to maintain high standards but can slip into being critical and perfectionistic. They typically have problems with resentment and impatience. Interesting. I highly encourage you to take yours as well. I would love to hear. Okay, fam, it's time for a soulful send-off. Each week, this will either be a soul card that is drawn for us as a group collective, a beautiful poem, or a scripture to inspire your day. This week, I drew a soul card to present a send-off message for us. If you're new to this show, I'll explain how it works. In my mind, I ask my guides to show me a message that we as a collective need to hear. When I do these, I lay all of the cards out in the shape of a rainbow on my floor, and I close my eyes, and I move my hands over the cards, and usually one of my fingers gets a little tingly or a little hot or feels a little funny, and that's the one that I pull while my eyes are still closed. So today, we pulled the card balance. The card says I bring a state of perfect harmony into my world and I do so without judgment. The Soul's Journey Cards by James Von Pogg goes on to explain balance means bringing a sense of stability and wholeness into every area of your life. Many times when you look at a situation objectively, you will resonate with one side more than the other. Try not to view either as good or bad, but simply recognize that it is. The true nature of the scales of balance is to give both sides of a situation your equitable, objective perspective. It can be difficult to understand the side that you don't relate to, but that is a lesson in itself. What is it about you that prevents you from giving both sides of the coin your non-judgmental assessment? This situation or person has been placed in your path to teach you that everyone has his or her own unique, authentic life story, and you must put yourself in that person's shoes to really understand his or her motivation. Balance is a godly virtue, and if it's struck, you will reap the benefits of insight and compassion. Wow, I mean, that is a very, very powerful message, I think, for all of us in the climate that we're in right now. Think about other situations. Think about how to relate to those that you wouldn't ordinarily relate to. And think back to what M said earlier, the woman in her 80s that talked about really understanding empathy 
and figuring out how having empathy for others will help you find your truest purpose. So today, I ask you to consider choosing a new balanced mindset, that of living purposefully and mindfully. If you haven't unlocked your purpose, try journaling with a few of the exercises I outlined earlier. I've placed all information in the episode notes for you to workshop on your own. Remember that finding your purpose is a misleading concept because it's not something that you have to go out and get, but rather you need to turn within to unlock. Focus on what you love, how you can help others, and what you're really passionate about, and I promise the rest will fall into place. Well, that concludes another episode of Mindful Divine. For more info, you can check out my website, mindfuldivine.com, where you'll also find insight on therapy sessions, workshops, events, and so much more. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mindful Divine, where you'll receive exclusive behind-the-scenes content on the show. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this episode in the podcast app, the iTunes store, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay mindful and divine. Bye.